So after two or three years, if you start on 40,000, you might only still be on 45,000. Whereas I know that you're probably worth 70,000. So that's a real big thing. People are not being paid what they feel that they're worth. But I've had a student, you know, more than four times his salary within three months. And that's just a prime example of what can be done. Um, so, so, so there is real, um, so it was 55,000 pounds per annum, which is 220 per day. They're now on 900 pounds per day. Welcome to the Inside Business Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Jacobs, and today I am joined with a special guest, Mark Bruins. Mark, how are you doing today? Hello, Tando. I'm doing absolutely fine on this day. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm happy that you're here, Mark. Um, so Mark is a, a tenured, uh, experienced professional. Um, you have years and years of experience in business analysis, project management, and probably many other hacks that i haven't even thought of myself, but um, you know, uh, your experience over all of these years has then led you to start your company, BA Masterminds. And at BA Masterminds, you are a senior business analyst mentor. And one of your key promises, should I say, that you that you say is that you help your clients to double their income in 90 days. Very, very strong promise there, and I love it. Uh, so, Mark, that's you know, that's who you are from a professional perspective, but who would you say you are? How would you introduce yourself in terms of uh, the listeners? Okay, so my name is Mark. I'm 59 years old. I've got over 40 years IT experience. Um, I'm a father of two children. My um, youngest child is Gordon Flumello. He's 10 years old. And my eldest child is Jessica Alexandra, and she is 24 years old. Um, I've been involved in um, networking in information technology. During my 40-year experience, I've had 25 different jobs, 15 of them contracts, eight of them in the UK. So I would call myself a serial contractor. So that's just a little bit about me. Love that, love that, love that. And as a serial contractor, um, that effectively leads into our conversation of today, which is all about becoming a business analyst contractor uh, and you know why that is and all the rest of it. So the first question that I've got for you is, uh, what is the difference between a permanent employee and a contractor? Right. That's a very good question. A lot of people are, are not too familiar with this. So firstly, if you're a contractor, then you'll get various, you'll work for various companies. So if you have a six-month contract, a three-month contract, a six-month rolling turns into a year, you know, when you're a permanent member of staff, you're working in one company, in one industry. Now, if you're a contractor, the chances are low because so many industries out there that you'll be working in the same industry over and over and over. By industries, I mean um, oil and gas, telecommunications, a marketing department, maybe financial services, transportation, any of these type of industries. So that's a great thing about being a contractor. You get uh, exposure to all these type of industries because ideally we want to secure our dream job. And how do you know which industry is your dream industry if you've only tried two or three different industries in your life? Um, also, when you're uh, working in a company, then there's certain vision statements and mission statements, how the companies make money, what their products and services are, and you get more exposure to this as well for the different companies that you that you contract in. And then also a very big one is the staff culture. A lot of people have a lot of offshore development team. Maybe they're in India or Pakistan, or maybe they're from Africa, or maybe they're Americans or Canadians. So you'll get exposure to the different cultures when you're working in different companies as well. 
Then it's the stakeholders, all different types of stakeholders that you'll be dealing with. So you'll get a greater exposure to different types of stakeholders, senior and junior stakeholders. And then very importantly as well, when you work as a business analyst contractor or a permanent member of staff, you'll receive a corporate laptop and that has software applications on it. So different companies use different software applications. For instance, one might use Microsoft Office and the other one Google Workplace. So you'll be familiarizing yourself with those different software applications. Some will might use Teams, some might use Outlook, some might use Lucidchart, some might use Visio. So greater exposure to different software applications, again, to let you know which one you you really prefer. Same with cloud technology. Some people use Google Drive or OneDrive by Microsoft, their own cloud technologies, rented clouds. So it gives you that exposure as well different project management methodologies. For instance, some companies will deal in waterfall and some with agile and some are halfway going towards agile and they're still on agile. Different customers, different vendors. So basically, uh, Tando, it's an exposure to a whole different uh, array of things. Yeah, I think the, the one word that stuck out to me um, as you were talking there, Mark, is breath. Contracting gives you that breath of experience, breath of exposure, breath of knowledge. Uh, in the business analysis space, which I think is a good thing. And it's it's important to highlight that that's the route. Obviously, you probably can get that in a permanent employee route, but it's probably not as common that you would be shifting from different industries in a very short space of time as you would as a contractor. Um, so with that in mind, what would you say are some of the top reasons from your perspective of why permanent BAs should consider becoming contractors? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, thanks for posing that, Tandu. I do believe that everybody's different in life, that it's such fantastic. Imagine we were all the same height, the same age, all females or males, all wearing blue jeans and white t-shirts, how boring this life would be, right? So everybody's different. So I'm not saying this is for everybody, but for me, a big calling card and a lot of people as well that are on my mentoring course, it's the lifestyle, the lifestyle of a contractor. When you're in a permanent job, ideally you should be there three years or four years or five years, when you make a move to another permanent job, you need to be there three or four or five years. You can't job hop and be one year at a company and one year at a company or one. You're going to struggle eventually to be able to secure another permanent position because they're going to say, well, you know, you're not going to stay here very long. So, you know, with a contractor, we are going to work on one contract. When that contract is about to come to an end, we're going to secure another contract. And then we're going to push out the start date as long as possible and ask to wrap up the current contract as soon as possible. So we we might end up with a three or four week gap in between. And then we're going to go on holiday because of all the money we've earned. We're going to fly business class and climb the Eiffel Tower. Whatever we're going to do, we're going to have a nice relaxing time because the thing is, you know, it's mental fatigue in a permanent job. It just drains you. It leads to depression, all these type of things. You know, in a contract, it doesn't have time to bite. You just leave that contract if it doesn't suit you or somebody's upsetting you. So for me, a really big thing is the lifestyle, still being able to travel and go and see the world, um, you know, knowing that when you come back, that you've got a contract to fall into. Um, another reason, and I've got three reasons. So number two is the money. It's always, you know, big money. If you earn 50,000 pounds, 60,000 pounds per annum, you know, and you kind of hit that ceiling. You can't go to your line manager and you say, look, I've upskilled now. I've got the certificate. I've been here two years. I'm adding more value. I'm more proficient. You know, how about a 50% salary increase? That's not going to happen. So, so basically, the only way to earn more money is to leave and get another job and get a higher paying job. Um, but in the contracting world, you know, we earn from anywhere from 375 for a junior BA upwards. Um, 
I've got masterminds that are earning a lot more money than that. So money is a deciding factor, as as you rightly mentioned. We double your salary in ninety days. And the other thing is that you can retire early. Um, you know, in a permanent job, you're working until you're 60, 65, and you retire on a state pension or whatever pension you've got going. But with a contracting role, I always say to my masterminds, currently, you trade your time for money. If you don't go to work for six months, you're not going to get paid. So you need to figure out passive income streams where your money works for you. So earn a lot of money, stay within your means, and then take that extra income and invest it into um, passive income streams to be able to uh, get you to retire at the age of 50 or 55. So to me, there's a lot of benefits, but those are the three main ones. It sounds like you really take your clients through a very strong journey there because what you've just touched on is lifestyle and kind of really changing the way you live your life and not, and not I guess, tied to the shackles that a permanent employee leaves you with. But then you also then touched on the fact that, yes, you can earn more money, but then it's not just about earning more money for the sake of it. It's earning more money so that you can then live your life differently in the future as well, uh, which is which is which are really powerful things there. And I, I was going to ask about benefits of contracting, and I, and I think that really does touch on those. Uh, but are there any other, you know, particular benefits, particularly, say, from a... Um, a what I do as a business analyst or the way I work as a business analyst that that I'm not getting as a permanent BA that I would get as a contractor BA. Definitely. And again, thanks, Dana. That's a really, really important question because some people don't see the benefits. So a lot of people don't see the benefits of contracting. So for me, um, you know, business analysts, most of the time we work in a project environment. So there's the company. There's the project and there's the subject matter experts. So the company says, I've got this computer on my desk. I wanted to do something that it's not doing. We go and take those requirements. We document them. We negotiate between the business and their subject matter experts. We put together a business case, business requirement specification. We have some uh, workshops that we facilitate, some one-on-one meetings. And then we go to the subject matter experts. They develop and test and pilot and implement and becomes BAU. That's kind of where most BAs fit in in that role between the business and the uh, project team. Now, um, when you're in a permanent job, then you could be in the same project for a year maybe two years, maybe three years, and you just feel you're stagnant. Imagine every day for for 250 working days in a year, you're doing the same thing, working on the same project. must be boring as heck. So basically, in a contractor, you get uh, exposure to multiple projects, different projects, different methodologies in different stages, different budgets, things like that. Every time you go into a new contract, you're again working in a new project environment. So that is a real good benefit because that can really elevate your, your skills and, and, and your trajectory into uh, becoming a senior BA and perhaps even a lead BA. Um, the other thing I want to mention uh, as a benefit of contracting is the um, is you can choose which role you want to secure from the job description. So there's uh, many methods to secure a, a contracting role, but one of the, post, the most popular is through the advertised job market. So you see an advertised job, you go and look at the job description, and then you only take on the roles that are BA related. So a lot of these roles, you know, they say you've got to do a bit of project management, a bit of scrum master, maybe you've got to do user acceptance testing or something that won't align with your career goals, because your career goals are to elevate the career and climb the corporate ladder from junior to BA to senior to lead to principal BA, perhaps. Um, and therefore, you need um, a lot of different practical experience in different environments, and that will get you there quickly. 
So you want to focus on BA-related roles. The other thing is, the last thing I want to mention as a benefit of contracting is, you know, when you're in a permanent job working for a company, maybe 10,000 people, you're just a number. You're not really a person. You just got a, you know, a number and you're just part of these other 100 or 200 business analysts. But when you're a contractor, everybody knows because you're there for six months or a year, maybe two years, then everybody knows that you've been brought in there as the person of authority. They probably know that you earn a lot of money and and they're not earning that much money and that deserves a bit of respect as well. But um, when you're a contractor, companies bring in these people of authority. You know your subject, you're the go-to person for other people and and you're delivering benefits. So so to me, those are uh, just some, again, of the benefits of contracting, Dando. And yeah, no, thank you for that, Mark, because of what I really wanted to pull out there was the benefits, you know, from a career progression perspective, from a personal development perspective, uh, and also just as you pointed out, you've got that power, to, shall I say, to pick the role that you're doing as a business analyst and really drive your career. It almost sounds like you're really taking control of your career uh, and driving that forward in your personal development rather than leaving that into the hands of your, your employers, shall I say. That's what it sounds like to me there. Just to drive this home a little bit more, what would you say are some of the pain points that permanent employees are currently facing right now? And, you know, they're kind of thinking to themselves, yeah, contracting sounds good. I'm considering it. But then what would some of the pain points that they're currently facing that would almost no longer be there or be reduced if they switch to contracting? Okay, great. So basically, um, you're asking what are the pain points that permanent people face? Well, in my gold mentoring, um, on we on day one of our first Zoom session, I ask my new gold masterminds, what are your expected outcomes of this mentoring program, the gold mentoring program? What are the pain points that we want to eradicate? What are the benefits that you want to achieve? I've got a list of 55 already from all 64 gold masterminds. We keep a list. It's in Excel. We've got all the columns of the my students' names and all the rows of what they state. And then we've sorted it by, you know, the most the most obvious. And uh, in my own words, not in their words, it's not being paid what you feel that you are worth. So you join a company and um, and and you, you're job hunting. You you get a few interviews. You only get one offer. You take that offer, no matter how horrible it is, because you've made up your mind. You're leaving your current role, and you're so happy to get a role. And now you're going in there below your actual worth. And after a year or two years or three years. You're going to be upskilling and getting to know the company and becoming more productive and highly proactive, and you're worth a lot more. But companies don't give you more than 5% increase, very, very, very rarely. So after two or three years, if you start on 40,000, you might only still be on 45,000, whereas I know that you're probably worth 70,000. So that's a real big thing. People are not being paid what they feel that they're worth. Also, um, with inflation, that 5% is kind of eradicated. Um, and as you age in life, then you you know you get married and you have children, so you have extra expenses. You have a household. Uh, you know you 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 increase your lifestyle. So really, you're, you're you're living month to month or hand to mouth, as we call it, or even borrowing on your credit. Um, so that's one of the things. And the other thing is, you know, you kind of get stuck in a comfort zone. You know, you think this is great. I'm just going to work and back, and for two three years, you're stuck in this lovely comfort zone, uh, earning peanuts. Um, and you think you're standing still, but actually your family and friends and other business analysts, they're upskilling and they're 
um, you know, getting higher paid jobs. So they're moving forward. So in relation to them, you're not standing still, you're actually moving backwards. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, yeah, I don't want to go into too many pain points. There are quite a few, but let's keep it at those two main pain points. Yes. Yeah, no, I love that, Mark. I love that. The, fir- the first one, however, I did, I did have a follow-up question for you, Mark. Why do you think it is the case that most permanent roles don't pay people what they're worth? That's straightforward. It's a straightforward answer. Uh, the, the companies are getting the better. They're getting the best value. You know, the companies have got to think of themselves. They don't care about you or us or me or them. We're just a resource, especially in a large organization. If you leave or if you resign or whatever happens, they'll just replace you. You're only a number. Um, so basically, they they know this. And uh, so everything's in the benefit. So if you get an employment contract, you don't have to sign the employment contract. You can negotiate. But if you've only got one offer, from all the interviews and jobs that you've applied for, then you don't feel like negotiating this offer because you're scared they're going to tear it up and then you're going to have to start all over again with applying for jobs, interviewing and getting offers and things like that. So in our mentoring, you know, over a two-week period, our masterminds, they either apply for 50, 80 or 100 jobs per week. That's two weeks solid. The idea is to get five to eight interviews and get three offers from those interviews. So we keep the best offer. The other two offers would go and I mentor them in how to negotiate those employment contracts. You know you're one of them, right? We we, we looked at that assignment and that exercise. And then if the one of those contracts are now better than the first one that you didn't want to negotiate, we now go and negotiate that one. And then you choose the best contract that's in alignment with your goals. I hope that answers your question. No, it does. It really does. And I think I think I will agree with that. Yes. Um, uh, and yeah, you know, that that really hit the nail in its head there. Um, and we can't we can't change it. And I think that's what I've realized. You know, you can't change the fact that as a permanent employee, I'm paid X amount. I think I deserve X amount, but the my employer or even the market in general will not pay me that kind of salary. So contracting then became, um, you know, the the answer to that pain point. And I think that that that's worthwhile pointing out. But you've worked with many clients, many clients who you've helped who to make the switch to contracting. Um, I'm sure you probably have a spreadsheet as well, listing out my, the answer to my question. But you know what? What would you say are some of the top things that hold people back from making that leap or switch from permanent uh, employment to contracting? Okay, so this is a big thing because it is a big switch, a pivot, if you were. So basically, um, one of the main reasons is incorrectly believing that a permanent job is more stable than a contracting role. That's absolute nonsense. Now, when COVID-19 came, uh, people were, were put on furlough. Lots and lots and lots of people were put on furlough. And then it was kind of like LIFO, last in, first out. And they were just getting rid of staff, cutting and everything like that. So actually, how permanent was your job then? Your job wasn't really permanent at all. Um, The other thing is, you know, about a permanent job. So ideally, with the right mentor, you'll secure the right contracting role. And then for our um, gold mentoring course, we say that we always achieve, try and achieve the golden prize. And the golden prize is to have your contract extended a month before it expires at a higher rate and get a promotion. 
That's always what I, I, I urge my masterminds to focus on right from day one when you start the contract. Have that in mind. That's what you want. You want to get the contract extended. So if there's a strong possibility of the contract being extended, then take then take on that role. If it's not, then decide if you want to take that role or not. So basically, if you have a contract role for six months and you're earning double what you do as uh, you did when a permanent member of staff, you only have to work half the year to actually, you know, earn the same amount of money. And, you know, you can always go back to PERM. If you've do, done one contract role or two contract roles and you think this is not for me, you can always just go back to PERM. It's a lot easier to go back to PERM from contracting than the other way around. All right. Um, basically, another one of the fears that are holding people back from switching to, to contracting is this dreaded thing called the imposter syndrome. You know, am I worth 500 pounds a day outside IRA 35? Am I really worth it? They get that imposter syndrome. Uh, another one from our Excel spreadsheet, as you likely rightly mentioned, is the lack of confidence. Now, confidence, you know, could be a lot of different things. Confidence in your ability to find suitable positions. Uh, lack of confidence in your ability to apply correctly and secure a job interview. Um, lack of confidence in knowing how to prepare thoroughly for an interview to stand the best chance of acing that. Lack of confidence during the interview, nervous about the questions that they're going to ask you. You don't know what questions to ask them. You just lack a lot of confidence. And then lack of confidence to negotiate that employment contract. Um, to, to be able to make it more in your favor and not so much in the company's favor. And finally, when you're actually on the job, the lack of confidence to do the job. So that's a lot of fear. Again, a mentor will resolve every single one of those issues. Um, perceived lack of skills. You know, you think you might need some scrum certificate or some um, uh, black belt in, in Six Sigma. You need some fourth industrial revolution like robotic process automation. You, you think that you're lacking these skills. No, as long as you're a business analyst, you know, you can become a contractor. And then the most important one is it's an absolute minefield out there. So the things that you're going to battle with that you, you don't have facing you when you're a permanent member of staff is, um, and I'm just going to list them off, right? It's IRA 35, inside, outside, umbrella company, your own company, at company's house, all these type of things, uh, HMRC, so it's uh, your taxation, uh, employment contracts that you're going to have to sign and negotiate. What about the bookkeeping and accounting and banking and timekeeping? Um, you know, because you've got to count your hours and you've got to report that to your line manager and then you've got to invoice the client and get it into your company bank account. All these things, so it's a minefield out there for people to consider switching from firm to contracting. And again, we've got a strategic alliance partnerships with BA Masterminds, with all experts in this field that help you transition smoothly. And you know, you're going to upskill when you convert from a perm to a contractor, and you might as well upskill in all these items that I just mentioned as well. So for the first year, you will, uh, sorry, your first contract, you will outsource all of these. So you'll maybe pay 10% of your daily wage, and you'll get an expert company to do all of those things. But while they're doing it, you're going to learn how they do it, so that your second contract, you're going to do it yourself, and then you can pay them a retainer fee or an hourly rate or something like that, just if you're stuck with any other problems. So uh, th those are quite a few things that are holding people back, uh, Thunder. You've mentioned a lot of different things there, and I think some people might uh, might tick the box with all of them, or at least one of them. And I think definitely it's it's worthwhile just at least being aware of you know this is this is one thing that's holding me back. So then when you are 
when you're aware of it, you then start to question it and say, you know, what can I do differently? But with that in mind, and and as you've mentioned, there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to contracting. It's a different minefield. What would you say are some of the key first steps for somebody to take? Say, you know, they're they're listening to you now and they're they're loving everything you're saying. They're saying, yes, Mark is speaking my language. I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. I'm not progressing in my career. I feel stuck and I'm ready to make the switch to contracting. What would you say are some of the key, I don't know, one or two or three steps that they should uh, think about taking? Yes, it's always where do we start? So you've got two options, basically. You can either do this on your own or you can appoint a mentor who's experienced and has done this before and has got a good track record. Now, I'm not saying you need to sign up with me, but go and shop around. Do your due diligence. Go and have a look at LinkedIn. Go and see you know, the person's experience. Has the person actually been a business analyst? Are they certified? Are they senior? Have they been a contractor for a long period of time? Go and look at some testimonials, some video testimonials. Um, ask for a free Zoom call, maybe do a sneak peek on one of their uh, membership portals. So we've got a, a gold sneak peek with about four hours of value in there so that you can choose, you know, do you want to appoint me as your mentor or not? You get a feel for my mentoring style. So, so the first one is decide whether to appoint a mentor or do it on your own. And then um, either if you've got a mentor or not, the first thing to do is set your goals. So with gold, we start off with your long-term life goals. So in other words, you know, basically my masterminds at this stage, they can, you know, secure any role that they wish for within three years. So people say five-year goals, 10-year goals, that's just that's just too far away. So we set our life goals for three years. You know, um, where do you want to live? Which country? And I do it through a process of elimination. So we say, you know, it's no good thinking I want to go to Canada if there's absolutely zero chance that you'll ever get a visa. So, so I'm a realist and I'm very binary ones and zeros. So we say yes or no. So we'll just start by the whole world and we'll narrow it down. And, um, you know, so basically, which country do you want to live in three, four, five years from now? Most important question. Secondly is uh, which city in that country. So I advise you to travel around, find out where the schools are, things like that. And then, you know, choose a city. And then do you want to be, um, well, these days we don't say married, but do you want to have a life partner? And if you do want to have a life partner, do you want to have any children and how many children? And those children, do you want to send them to private school or to public school? Do you want to send them to university? All these things pertain around buying your physical home in this country near the city because of the schools and the universities and the public transport and things like that. So, that's a big part of setting your goals, your, your long-term life goals, and then your long-term career goals. And then we basically work on your one-year goals. Where do you need to be in one year from now to know you're on track to achieving your three-year goals, which you know might change? And then once we set your, your, your one-year goals, then we ideally, um, you know, we determine your niche or your speciality. So that's another thing that you need to do when you're when you're deciding on being a contractor, because basically I suggest that you become an all-round business analyst first, and then you become an all-round senior business analyst. So in other words, work as a BA for three, four, five years to, to be a generalist BA, to know everything about BA, so that you can apply for multiple positions out there. You don't want to come across as being too specialized and you can only you know, apply for, for 100 jobs out there. So become a fully-fledged senior business analyst and then choose a niche or a speciality. And that could be anything from SAP or Oracle to CRM or you know, any of these type of um, solutions, maybe process improvement, 
And then once you've decided your speciality or your niche, then I would suggest that you attain um, and focus on your theoretical knowledge and your practical experience, theoretical knowledge being certifications by an authorized uh, international um, um, training program. For instance, the IIBA, the CBAP, or the BCS, the International Diploma, or the Advanced Diploma in Business Analysis. Go and get all your theory because you need to know what does a business analyst do? Why do we do it? How do we do it? The methods, the tools, the techniques, the strategies, you need to learn this and pass the exam and have the certificate. And I'm not talking about a certificate of completion from Udemy or LinkedIn Learning or, or YouTube or one of these, you know, something that is uh, in, in, internationally recognized, like the two from the IIBA, the CBAP, or the BCS. And then um, finally, so I don't want to take up too much time in answering this question there. If you're a little bit nervous for any of those reasons that I mentioned before, to move actually from a permanent member of staff being a business analyst to a contractor, then perhaps consider going a middle step. And that is to join a consulting firm. In other words, stop your permanent job and become a, a business analyst consultant. For instance, PricewaterhouseCoopers or Deloitte or one of those companies, I've got a list of 25 in the UK that are really, really big that you can actually contact uh, through my strategies and, and secure a role as a permanent member of staff being a consultant. So a permanent member of staff, you're a business analyst for a company on an annual rate and you do business analysis work interly, internally for that company. But a consultant, you're a business analyst working for a company on an annual rate but you do no work internally for their company, they outsource you to their valued clients um, at a day rate. And if, they, if they're going to employ you at 60 or 70,000, they're probably going to outsource you at seven, 800 uh, pounds per day. So there we go with that a, a person of authority. Again, they're really going to see you as a person of authority, but then it gives you that exposure to going from company to company, um, you know, delivering benefits very quickly, coming in, you know, and ha and having to make massive impact straight away. So that's an option right there, Thunder. If they feel that they, um, you know, not ready to make that switch, then they can always hit that consulting route first. But just to finalize, I used to work for a Shell in Canary Wharf in London as a business analyst in 2015. And then I did my BCS diploma in person at the Knowledge Academy in London. And basically, after that, I secured a job as a business analyst, not a junior, but a business analyst for um, Boots, the chemist in Surrey at 400 pounds per day. So six months BA experience, my certifications, and uh, obviously a really, really good strategy and, and preparation for interviews. But if I could do that in 2015 at 400, you know, some, some of my masterminds have got three, four, five years BA experience and, and their certificates, and they're concerned that they won't be able to make a switch. So it's definitely possible to make a switch. Awesome. Awesome. So consider getting a mentor or not to do it by yourself. Set your goals. Find out why you want to do something. What's the reason for what to do what you're doing? Do your research. Increase the knowledge uh, or get certifications, anything of that nature. And also consider becoming a consultant as a, as a mini step to be eventually becoming a contractor, but instead of jumping straight in, kind of do the consultant route, which I guess gives you the exposure that you would have had as a contractor with different uh, industries that you mentioned earlier on, a different breadth of experience, but without the risk of the contracting world, should I say, and kind of stick to the permanent role. Um, it, yeah, this is that's a that's a very good uh, plan. So for those who have heard, 
you know, these steps that you've mentioned and outlined here. And that very first one, they're saying mentoring. I would like to get mentoring. You have a, uh, well, your business, BA Masterminds, is effectively helping people with this journey, isn't it? And mentoring them to make this step forward. Um, and you kind of mentioned uh, the different masterminds that you do. Um, do you just touch on on that, what your what your what you know what your business does, and also this promise that you have to help your clients to double their income in ninety days? I mean, is that really true? Is it really realistic? How does that really work? Can you just kind of uh, break that down for us, Mark? Okay, it's very realistic. It's very true. Uh, you should know, Tanda, you've been through the program, and um, we're not going to talk about salary right now, but the outcomes are definitely possible. Um, the mentoring is made up in such a way that the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. So the curriculum is there to help you. Um, the people that don't complete the lessons or don't complete the assignments to the best of the ability, those are the people that get the worst results. But I've had a student, you know, more than four times his salary within three months. And that's just a prime example of what can be done. Um, so, so, so there is real. Uh, so it was fifty-five thousand pounds per annum, which is two twenty per day. They're now in nine hundred pounds per day. So that's um, you know more than four times. So let me give you a bit about um, some information about our gold mentoring program. So it's been entirely developed by me. There's no copy and paste. Um, my background is I've been a university le lecturer teaching first-year students on business skills. I had 42 students for a year. I had to create my own curriculum. It was fantastic. And then I decided to combine my passion for information technology, my teaching, and my business analysis skills. And then um, I launched my company in April of 2019. So bronze was launched in January. Silver was launched in February of 2020. And uh, 1st of August 2021, eventually I launched my gold, which is a culmination of all my knowledge and all my experience you know, from all my past different roles. And uh, basically, based on valued feedback from our masterminds and you know, fourth industrial revolution technologies that we adopt, like robotic process automation and chat GPT, we keep updating the curriculum. And currently, we're on version five of the gold curriculum. So what's entailed, it's basically three months of mentoring by me, a BCS certified senior business analyst contractor. And we meet once a week on Zoom and you have about five hours of lessons and then assignments to complete each week and to submit before your next session. Um, there are different options. You can either be mentored by me on a one-on-one -on -one or in a small group of up to four or five gold masterminds. So I remember you, Tanda, you were in group two, where we had uh, uh, four gold masterminds. We're on now group four, uh, where I've also got four group master, uh, four masterminds. So, you know, we, we have these group mentoring sessions as well. Now, for those of you that can afford to invest 15 to 20 hours per week, in other words, if you're not working, you're between jobs, you've just immigrated, you know, and you can spend this amount of time on my mentoring and assignments, then we have the accelerator version. So basically, we do the entire three months in six weeks, it's tough. Out of my 64 masterminds, eight of them have attempted it, and two of them have rolled back to the three month and, and taken long. But the ones that have done the six weeks, they've done really, really well. It's the same curriculum, you know, uh, I handle uh, every client the same. So the aim is to either secure you a higher paying position at another company, or it's to secure you a BA consulting position. Um, or it's to secure you a business analyst contract position at another company. You know, if you move from perm, we guarantee to double your salary in 90 days. Guarantee. Uh, we only take on five new masterminds at a time. 
uh, because my gold masterminds, they're my VIP students. So basically, we're on WhatsApp. I've got a four-hour turnaround with answers to your questions. So I've got four back office staff that help me. And basically, if you ask me a question about your current role, about um, the program, about where to find jobs, about the application process, about uh, interview rehearsals, and about um, you know negotiating the contracts and things like that, you know, I, I offer a four-hour turnaround with answers uh, to the questions because basically, if I don't know the answer, I've got 6,900 first-degree connections on LinkedIn that are business analysts in the UK. I'll reach out to them because I post daily and I'm giving all the time and I never take. So if I say I need a template or I need this or I need a strategy or something, you know, I'll get flooded with answers. And at the same time, uh, one of my back office staff, Petra, she will, she's an absolute expert at chat GPT. She will go and find the answer. I will test the answer and I come back to you in four hours. So that's really good to have. Um, for those of you that are new in contracting after the three months mentoring, when we have secured you that job, because that's the goal to secure you that job within the three months, after that, I offer BAM Impact. And so that's on a month-to-month basis. And uh, that's for people that are a little bit nervous in their role. They see their job description. They'll need some more handling as well. Uh, you know, So once you're a mastermind of mine, you're a mastermind for life and you get free support via email. But obviously, when you're on gold, you get this four-hour turnaround as a VIP on WhatsApp. Now, with BAM Impact that rolls month to month, you retain that VIP status. And you get a 30-minute Zoom call with me, a mentoring session every week, and an assignment for you to complete next time. And what we basically focus on is the job description, and we split it down, and we map out your calendar with all the jobs that you do. Um, So so that's where I really uh, use my business analysis skill. Because the goal mentoring is not theory. If you're missing the theory, when we set your one-year goals, I will ship you off to one of our strategic alliance partnerships who's an authorized training provider, and they will then train you on BCS, which we get 72% discount on as well. So if you want to do your BCS diploma, reach out for me, get a quote. Um, so basically, most of the mentoring is how to elevate your career and redefine you on social media, on LinkedIn, on the job site portals and things like that how to tap into the hidden job market and how to be consistently headhunted for the rest of your life for your education, certification, knowledge, and skills. That's the main focus, to secure a high-paying job within the three months and to be consistently headhunted. Our students are consistently headhunted from uh, from week nine in the program. Thank you for that question, Tando. Sorry, I took a bit long to answer. Well, that's because they have a lot to offer, it seems, you know, and there's so many ways that you help your your clients and your students. And so it's it's great to hear all of this. Um, so I'm happy to also announce that uh, Mark and I have come to an agreement to offer you guys who are listening a discount when you do reach out to Mark for his mentoring. Uh, just quote the words inside business analysis and Mark will let you know what the discount looks like. Um, but effectively, this, this is for you who are listening to this and this sounds like you know this is for you and you like mark and you like the way he talks you like what he's talking about the way he can help you um just you know definitely speak to mark and quote inside business analysis as a discount code um when you reach out to him and speaking about reaching out to you mark then when or where even is the best place for them to then contact you to learn more about you know these masterminds that you do Right. So great. So thanks for that, uh, Tando. Yes, as it's a referral system, I suggest that they reach out directly to you first. They can um, reach out to you on LinkedIn, but I suggest that you um, answer any initial questions because you've completed the course, you've attained the benefits. 
you you will be able to speak on my behalf. And as soon as you think you you know they're ready, just um, get them to either connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, or they can email me, or they can book a Zoom session. Um, and then, as as you rightly said, they must just quote Inside VA as the referral code, and they'll we'll 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 give them some good discount. We'll give them a good incentive. Awesome, awesome. I love that. I love that, um, Mark. So as we bring this to a close, uh, a couple of more questions to to finish off. The first one is. Um, for those who may want to reach out to you directly for any reason whatsoever, maybe just to connect uh, or to pick your brain about something or anything like that based on what we've spoken about today, where is the best place for them to do that? The best place is email. So my email address is on my LinkedIn profile. Um, the other place is to send me a connection request with a note. And then when I accept that very same day, they can send me a message. I will ask them, you know, thank you for uh, sending a connection request. And uh, how may I be of service to you? But if you're not a business analyst yet, I might decline your connection request, but I won't decline any emails. So if you've got any questions, the best way is mark at bamasterminds.com. Send me an email. I'll reply as soon as possible. I'm behind my desk every day, seven o'clock or five o'clock, sometimes five, six days a week. So yes, I'm on top of my emails. You'll get a response as soon as possible. If you've got any questions, let's answer them via um Let's answer them by email. We also offer a detailed free CV review, checking ATS compliance, giving you a detailed report back on what we thought of your CV, and we match it up against your LinkedIn profile. Um, that's a lot of value as well. I also offer a 15-minute breakthrough session. If you just got a problem that we need to overcome straight away, you know, we'll do a breakthrough session. Very powerful. I've had lots of them. Everybody walks away you know, smiling. There is no obligation to invest or appoint me as your mentor. It's just a, a nice sounding board. And then if you're considering to appoint me as your mentor, offer a free 30-minute career strategy session, um, I'll need your CV and be connected on LinkedIn. And then you need to, through my calendar booking, just tell me why you want to book the call so I can prepare accordingly. But I'm basically prepared for any question that you've got to ask. I've had about 1,820 Zoom calls since I've started my business. So, uh, and I've reviewed, um, it must be close on 1,000 CVs now as well. So uh, so that's the best way to reach out to me via email, I would suggest. Alternatively, via LinkedIn with a connection request. So Mark, you've mentioned there that you've reviewed over a thousand CVs and you've had thousands of Zoom calls with a lot of you know, business analysts and business analyst candidates and things like that. Uh, I'm just curious to know from your perspective, what would you say are the top one, two or three things in a nutshell that really makes a business analyst stand out? Okay, that's a really good question. So to me, there are two ways to do things in life. Very analytical, as I said, the right way, the perfect way, and the less than perfect way. So as a business analyst contractor, we've got a job description. We have a look at the roles and responsibilities. Most of them are once off. They're not these recurring tasks you do as a permanent member of staff. And you're going to do a lot of investigation during your six-month contract, and you're going to read documents, put a lot of knowledge in your head, speak to a lot of stakeholders. You can't, you know, then not document anything. And then because when you leave at the end of your contract, you can't leave your head on the desk. You take it with you. So you need to document everything that you do. And when you're documenting these, ideally, you will submit them. And that I call deliverables. So it could be in Word, PowerPoint, Excel, Jira, even Outlook, Confluence, Visio, whatever you're doing, you need to document and submit it on time and within budget. Now, there's two ways to do this deliverable. The one, well, two, two important aspects of this, of each deliverable. One is the content. 
So basically, if it's a business case, you know, you've got the um, cover page, you've got the agenda, you've got the overview, the scope, in scope and out of scope and things. You can embed an Excel spreadsheet. So if you update the Excel spreadsheet, that updates in Word. Same with PowerPoint. You know, you can link all these office tools together. So that's the content. The content must be complete and it must be valid and it must be checked. So you're going to go through a draft 0.1, 0.2, 0.3 until all stakeholders have approved and then it's finalized and it's final production. Uh, you know, so the content must be validated by everybody. But a lot of people don't focus on the look and feel. The look and feel is basically the branding of the document according to the company's color codes. And, uh, you know, you can see all my branding here behind me. Um, also, the right justification, left justification, centered, whatever it is, the text, the size of the text, the format of the text, the spelling checker, you know, highlight everything in Word, change it to UK spelling or US spelling if you're in the US or Canadian spelling, and then do an F7 and check the spelling and check the grammar. Those are all look and feel related. So a lot of our masterminds, when they submit their assignments initially, we go through in great detail and we make sure that they're perfect delivered to the best of the ability on time within time. So that to me is one of the biggest aspects, what sets apart a, a, a high quality or a high caliber business analyst from the others. The others is also to have a, an, another point is to have an open door policy. So if somebody comes up to you in person in the office or virtually on Teams or Zoom and sends you a message, you know, try and wrap up what you're doing in a minute or two, acknowledge that they're there, try and wrap up what you're doing and then give them undivided attention for as long as they need and listen and hear and understand. Usually they're going to come and ask you to do something. So what you need to decide on is what is this person doing with me? Do they want me to help with something or are they just talking? If they want your help, you need to decide within yourself, are you able enough to help them? Do you have the theoretical knowledge, the practical experience, the skills and the experience to help them? If not, tell them right away, I'm sorry, but I don't possess the skills to be able to do that piece of work and maybe pass them on to somebody else that you know in your team, an SME, and say, you know, that person there would be able to help you. Um, so it's an open door policy and always being friendly to everybody, collaboration, uh, things like that, attention to detail. And the other thing is, you know, um, very importantly, most people, well, in my experience with the 25 different roles, you've only got one line manager. You only report to one person, which we call in the 80s, we call it the boss. Okay, Luckily, we call it the line manager these days. You need to maintain transparency and accountability and alignment between yourself and your line manager so that your line manager always knows only on a very high level, not micromanaging you, but what are you busy with? What have you done this week? What are you doing next week? Because your line manager's also got a line manager. And if that person comes, you know, after a month that you're on the job and says, so how's it going with Mark? Um, I don't know. I don't even know what he's doing. Compared to what I've got, the spreadsheet that lists absolutely everything that he's busy with, I'll just forward it to you and it's straightforward. And, you know, so it's that reporting uh, type of functionality on what you're doing. Um, it, it's those type of things that set you apart. I know I could carry on forever, but I think those are the three main points that I see. Strong. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Um, well, Mark, as we bring this to an end, um, first of all, I definitely want to appreciate you. Uh, as you've previously mentioned uh, before, you have mentored me to make the switch to contracting. And um, it certainly has been. Um, I guess more than I realized and all the things that we spoke about today, I agree with everything because I've now seen it. Now that I've crossed over to the other side, I can definitely tick the boxes and say, yeah, Mark was right about this, that, and the other. 
Um, but also you have many people in this, in this, you know, make this transition. Um, and just your contribution to the business class and spaces. Um, you know, I just want to appreciate that. Um, and also just want to appreciate your time today sharing your breadth of knowledge and breadth of expertise uh, and so much to, so much knowledge around you know helping permanent employees switch to contracting um, as mark mentioned earlier on if you do want to um, you take up mark's offer to kind of mentor you through this journey to double your income in 90 days uh, feel free to reach out to myself on linkedin directly um, or whichever platform you wish to and when you do reach out to mark just quote inside business analysis and he will be able to give you the discount as a listener of the podcast so mark thank you so much for coming on today i really enjoyed our conversation you're most welcome Tandu. thank you for hosting me and all the best with your podcast moving forward <laughs>